TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome everybody to Tuesday, Residue Tuesday here on our Two Guys in a Mic Show, TalkZone.com. Thank you so much for joining us. Beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous day here in the fine city of Chicago. We're uh, venturing into mid-November. We're still experiencing beautiful high 60 degree weather. you got to love it. Indeed, we hope uh, wherever you might be listening to the show, you are experiencing equally as good weather. You're off to a great start to your day, be at work. Or just waking up, if you're just waking up, starting off your day is, come on, clock's changed a couple days ago. Get with the program. Get out of bed. Remember, you can't fly with the owls at night, David Olson. You cannot fly with the owls at night and keep up with the eagles during the day. It's pretty deep, Coach. It's very deep. A lot of people say this show is extremely deep. <laughs> oh, it's my Confucius for the day. And again, thanks for joining us. Our phone number you want to join us on a uh, more personal nature, 888-463-6748. Again, 888-463-6748. On the other line is uh, my good partner, the co-host of this fine show, a man uh, who is uh, astute at the Academia of Higher Education, a graduate of Mac Murray College. And I think, Joel, on your resume, when you list uh, further education or graduate school, I believe, you put down two four-week stints at traffic school as your uh, further education. Would that be correct? I, ha- I have never been to traffic school, Coach. Really? Uh, I've gotten, like, one speeding ticket my entire life. So, Because I saw your resume. So you have indeed falsified your resume? Well, actually, that's right in between me being the seventh man on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I think that's probably the bigger issue. Okay. And well. the fact that I played halfback at, uh, <laughs> at New Hampshire College, yeah, New Hampshire yeah. University, excuse me. Yeah, we all pump up our resume just a little bit. You know, who can who can blame you? It's a, tough times out there. It's tough to find a job. you got to do whatever you can to do that. Where you sound like you're outside uh, taking a yeah. walk. It's going to get quiet here in a second. I'm actually walking right now. I'm walking to the train coach. Beautiful. Yeah, so uh, normally I would get a ride, but my roommates are too hungover. And what I've learned is you don't want anybody driving you when they're hungover either. No. You know, no, no. We, don't, we don't want the big dog getting in a traffic accident. Speaking of which, did you uh, see amongst our one of the things we're going to do today, NFL news and notes from the weekend that was, but the Chicago Bear wide receiver Earl Bennett late last night apparently had his car late two nights ago had his car pretty much demolished. Did you read that story? Yeah, I didn't read it. I, I was told by Cloudy, he's my news source, that yeah. uh, Earl Bennett was rear-ended. <laughs> then the first thing I asked him was, you know, what neighborhood did it happen in? No. So luckily it was a neighborhood where uh, everything was kosher. Yeah, yeah. He was not at fault, and apparently he had not been driven, though he was out late at night. And as you know, I'm sure Mrs. Radwanski told you nothing good ever happens after 11 o'clock. Many NFL players could probably take that to heed, but uh, was not his yeah, fault. Yeah, she, she told me that, and then she told me my curfew was 2 a.m. <laughs> well, that explains it. 
Yeah, yeah. That explains it. By the way, speaking of another little NFL news and note we did not get to yesterday, that's why we call it, folks, Residue Tuesday, by the way, doing just a one-hour sports show, trying to recap 48 hours of sports highlights over the weekend. It's very tough to do. We miss a lot of stuff. One of the things we missed yesterday, Big Dog, I don't know if you caught this or not, the 85 Chicago Bears had yet another reunion. I can't keep track of them all. I guess this is 25 years. They was found it? Mike Richardson. That was the story. Really? I was just joking. But no, for real. And that, you know, it was very quietly mentioned. You know, all right, I'm reading the story, 85 Bears, yada, 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 yada. And they're talking about Mike Richardson. I'm like, what? So you, so you were joking. You didn't even realize? Uh, no, no, no. Of course not. But that's, that's everybody knows where everybody else is at. So yes. for me, I'm so sick of these reunions. And no, everybody's like, we don't know where L.A. Mike is. And, you know, he has a little bit rumored, allegedly, had a little bit of a substance problem. So well, when a guy disappears for 18 yeah. years, sometimes you, you worry about the guy a little bit. Well, yeah, the, the worries were much deeper than the drug problems. The worry was that there was no more L.A. Mike Richardson. For those listeners, a little bit uh, cloudy on the 85 Chicago Bear team. He was the starting defensive back, very integral part of that great 85 defense. And um, they were worried the worst than the drug problem, Big Dog, is that maybe, uh, you know, L.A. Mike Richardson was no more with us. Yeah. And, and I didn't read any stories leading up to it. They just casually mentioned cocktailing along with the rest of the Bears, sipping some drinks, and socializing was L.A. Mike Richardson. He's back and safer than ever. And, yes, he did have extensive drug problems, but apparently he's on the road to recovery. Well, yeah, I mean, somebody should reach out and help the guy. You know what I mean? And, uh, wow, that that's cool. That's good that he's back on the road to recovery. Mm-hmm. And I always did say that as a joke, but I was half joke and half, hey, did they find this guy yet? So uh, yeah. every time you brought them up, I've actually mentioned that, <laughs> if you yeah. recall, Coach. I was uh, Maybe I missed it, but I thought there'd be like a bigger story. You know, Mike Richardson's back. I never saw a single story. That's the only story right now. I mean, we've seen, we get bombarded with these guys. For five months a year. Yeah, but this is exactly that's kind of the problem. It's not that big of a deal because it happens all the time. What what happens all the time? The guy disappears for eighteen years. No, no, no. You're right about the Mike Richardson thing, but the eighty-five Bears. I don't want to say that they've overstayed their welcome, but there (laughs) seems to be every couple months. Oh, reunion, reunion. Here they are, and blah 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 blah. So like something like when something significant happens, like. Mike Richardson emerging from a rock somewhere. It's not that big of a story because, you know, the standbys like the McMichaels and the Hamptons and the Otis Wilsons, they're everywhere all the time. So, isn't that the only story then, Dave, is the fact that they did find Mike Richardson? Nothing else is even doesn't even have a fraction to talk about. I mean, well, the, the other, the other little thing about. was like there was a little spat. There, there was a little smattering that Wilbur Marshall yes. did not get invited. No, or he didn't want to come. Well, according to him, he didn't get invited. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like John Paul Jones and Led Zeppelin. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Is, is, is that, him, does, went, that, does that go back to the contract dispute? Yes, or, oh yes. Boy, that's that's. Oh, deep because wounds. of the whole Mike Singlet- Mike Singletary had to be the highest paid player on the defense. Yeah. that was written in his contract. Yes, yeah. one of the dumbest. That was just stupid. Well, but so. we need uh, 25 years later, Wilbur and the Bears executives, uh, let it go. I mean, let it go <laughs> no at doubt. this point, right? You got a chance yeah. to cocktail with a Dan Hampton, to rub elbows with a Dave Dewerson. You can't put a price on that, but uh, we are. Stephon we are. Humphreys there blowing the horn, Coach? What's that? Was Stephon Humphreys there blowing the horn? No, he was blowing a vavuzula. Oh, no, that's too bad. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, goodness. Big Dog, I'm surprised you weren't out that occasion. I could see you uh, sipping drinks and hobnobbing with some no. of the celebrities out there. I'm with, okay. I'm with, I'm with David Olsen. I, I mean, I love the 85 Bears. The, 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 the second favorite individual team I've ever had in my entire life. Second. But the the the, the 0405 Fighting Line basketball team. No. But uh, there's like a place really? in my heart for that particular team. So, uh, but... I mean, I've had enough of them. I mean, when they do something important, they come over to my house. I'll party with them. You know what I mean? I'll buy them a couple beers, but mm-hmm. that's about it. All right. Well, speaking of the road to recovery, uh, how are you doing? And let's look at the NFL the past weekend. Teams that might be on the road to recovery. First, your particular status. And second, what NFL teams are following Mike Richardson on the road to recovery? Are the well, Bears one of them? Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. We'll see about the Chicago Bears because, uh, they're now they're getting they're no longer playing Boise State schedule, so yes. And the problem is they are on Boise State schedule in in a week. That's why the beat the beat Boise State is really in trouble in the BCS. So, uh, but I would have to say uh, the Oakland Raiders coach Oof. that was that was my pick to begin the year. Yours was the Chiefs, and uh, you, you look at it, this is going to end up being one heck of a second half of the season in the AFC West because you you still got to figure San Diego you know has the most talent. And, you know, they continually win in November and December over the last couple of years. So, mm-hmm. uh, like, the Chargers are on the road to recovery this year. That's... And the, the Chiefs and the Raiders are on the road to recovery from being the Chiefs five years of being non-existent and the Raiders eight. Well, so the, it's... But the Chargers, you still got to put a question mark next to the road to recovery, right? There might be a few uh, uh, traffic barriers in the way. Or are you ready to say you think they're ready for their usual second-half charge? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just, it's just cool. The whole AFC West is, has a theme of road to recovery. Okay. Of course, the, the Broncos, well, I mean, I don't know if they're fixable this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they, they might need to go into rehab before they go into the road to recovery. And the <laughs> Oakland Raiders, by the way, not only are they on the road to recovery, they're flying down that puppy un, un in, uh, inhabited about uh, 75 degrees, uh, 75 degrees, 75 miles per hour of the fast lane. I mean, they're they're on the road to recovery big time. Yeah, they're uh, they're five and four this year, but I mean, they're just playing really, really good football over the last like five or six weeks. They've won three in a row, mm-hmm. but I mean, they've been playing well. I mean, they they played horrible their first like three games of the year. They got blown out by the Titans, you know, and then uh, you know all of a sudden. They look like a really, really formidable football team, and, and they do what I love, Coach. They run the football, and they play really good defense. Nah, and they won. They won last week without their best player, Namdi Asamoah. Who? Namdi Asamoah. God bless you. Okay. Yeah. What does he play? Defensive back. Yeah, he's their he's their weak side okay. corner, Coach. He's the he's the best in the game without a doubt. Is Namdi Asamoah a first and last name, or is that just a one name like Nene? Namdi. Namdi is his first name. Okay. Austin Watt is his last name. All right, keep it clean. This is a family show. You really don't know. You really don't know who that guy is, right? <laughs> Only by talking to you. Okay, yeah, he's a hall of famer. Right, thank- so. What? Yeah, he's a hall of famer. Like legitimately, I think if he retired right now, after the way he's played for the last six years, he'd be a hall of famer. He's been in the NFL for six years. Yeah, that's why I don't understand. He's been the best corner like for like five, six years now, and that's why I just crack up when you don't because he's got that name. I figured you of all people would know who he was. Nandi Asimov. I've never heard of the guy. Up well, until you he, mentioned him last week. Yes. Well, that's that's what I don't understand, Coach. I'm out of it. Yeah, I'm, that's, I'm it's removed. Okay. There, there's a popular thing now that a couple of people have told me of late. What's it called when you swing on a on a, a wire from a tree to a tree? Um, from like a Tarzan type deal. The zip line. Yeah. I the people are looking at me. I just just heard a zip lining like about a week ago, and now I've heard it like three times. <laughs> I, are you I'll, kidding me? 
You just heard of zip I line. Had ne- up until a week ago, I had never heard of the concept of zip line. And I think I'm signed up to do it, by the way, over the over the Christmas holidays. Yes. I'm not sure. I'm looking forward to that. Well, you you have an option. I think of being uh, tucked up in between your legs or underneath your uh, underneath your shoulders, Coach. Say that again. I've got an option of being <laughs> tucked up between your legs or underneath your shoulders. <laughs> I'll take the latter. Thank you very okay, much. Okay, very good. Just watch it. Yeah, Go I don't know. Fifty-four-year-old man with a weak heart, scared of heights, big dog. I'm not sure zip lining is my best choice of action. You don't have a weak heart. Well, a little. I got some cardiovascular uh, pulmonary situations going on. Really? Okay. Well, you start need to start chugging alcohol. I mean, uh, almost said uh, alcohol. So you need to start chugging <laughs> olive oil. So. All right. Eight 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 four six three six seven four. Right. Real quick, we're doing NFL news and notes following up from the weekend that was, uh, and sticking with our L.A. Mike Richardson road to recovery. We're going to put teams as if they had drug or alcohol problems. I want to move to the. Uh, AFC South, Big Dog, see if you're with me on this okay. analogy. The Houston Texans are a team that kind of long-term, they've had minor drug problems. They can't seem to find their way out of it. Early in the year, it looked like they were clean. They were ready to make the next next step. They've had a fallback. They've had a, uh, a relapse. My question to you, second half of the season, can they come clean? Can the road to recovery continue for the Houston Texans, or do you see more alcohol problems ahead? No, see, I, I don't see <laughs> Their problem is... Uh, they're the, they're the smoker coach. Yes. You really can't tell there's a problem. You can't tell there's an addiction, but they can't get over the top. Yeah. You know, at the end of the year, they'll end up being eight and eight, nine and seven. No real issues, but somehow this team does it every single year. They'll get back to start smoking the cigarettes by the end of the year, coach. <laughs> a comforting thought for all our Houston fans and, uh, down in beautiful Houston, Texas. Uh huh. Yes. All right. Tennessee Titans, they're atop the uh, division. Kind of quiet this year. Jeff Fisher's Tennessee team, very quiet but consistently effective. Five and three, they're a team that's uh, remained pretty clean, but they haven't won it all. Behind the scenes, there's always the possibility that they could become a drug addict down the road. You think Tennessee stays clean or second half of the season, Big Doug? Could they take the wrong fork in the road? Well, well last year they started out the, the year on heroin, and they were 0-6, losing oh, 9 nothing to the, to the New England Patriots. I forgot and about that, sir. And then they almost made the playoffs, and I, and I think they have learned their lesson, Coach. But the problem is, now all of a sudden they start hanging out with the with the, the wrong crowd. The, they're in the fast lane again with Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if the heroin addiction comes back, okay? Mm-hmm. But as of right now, they've remained clean, but they, you got to watch who they're hanging with. All right. Five and three atop the division. you got the New England Patriots and Indianapolis Colts. Both of these teams in the AFC Big Dog are kind of similar. They're the popular kids in the class. They've had great success. For the most part, they've been clean. But all of a sudden this year, they're, uh, how shall we gently put it, experimenting with the lower levels. Do you find? Do you think this is just an innocent experimentation for Indianapolis and New England, and they'll come out of it and be amongst the, uh, the high honor roll students at the end? Or, you know, sometimes a little experimentation can lead, uh, lead you down the wrong path. Where do these two teams go? I see these two ones differently. See, uh, uh, what do you call it? New England is the one, the team that will just get wasted every once in a while. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, they, they drink every once in a while. Then, they, you know, you go to Cleveland, you end up on the pier. Who knows what you end up <laughs> drinking down there? Okay. And next thing you know, you wake up one morning, you're like, we lost to the Browns. <laughs> but the Colts, okay, it, trust me, it's happened. I mean, I got drunk so one one time so bad in Cleveland. Next, I know I did end up losing to the Browns. That's can, not good. It can happen to anybody. The Colts—they're the functional alcoholic. They seem to always be drunk, and somehow they just always end up like just barely getting by when they shouldn't. And uh, every once in a while, 
said, you know, being drunk costs him. So mm -hmm. uh, Indianapolis Colts, the functional alcoholic. Interesting. Big dog. Ace in the test on our road to recovery here. Very nicely done. Let's uh, stroll along over to the NFC very quickly. We're going to ask you the Chicago Bears last. i got to ask you about my beloved Bears. But uh, how about the St. Louis Rams, a team that have had all kinds of alcohol and drug problems? They've been the outsider. They've been the class misfit all of a sudden. All of a sudden, they're dropping the cigarettes. The alcohol is down. They're making an attempt. Can they come through? Can this be the feel-good story of the year? Or will reality set in and um, drinky, drinky, and smoky, smoky once again? Yeah, I think the shakes are coming for this team. And eventually, <laughs> they're going to revert back uh, to being uh, uh, drunk all the time. But the future looks bright. <laughs> looks like they actually have somebody that can lead them out of the promised land eventually okay. one day. But but, you know, every once in a while there is a relapse, and they're, they're, okay. the St. Louis Rams are about to hit that. But you would recommend continued trips to rehab with Dr. Sam Bradford? Oh, without question, okay. Coach. And don't forget they have a James Laurinaitis uh, making sure that, you know, all the people yes. that are drinking are getting hammered. The enforcer. Yes. Absolutely. How about San Francisco and Mike Singletary? I don't even know how to compare it to the road to recovery theme that we're going with here, so I'm going to uh, – I'm going to throw that one out to you. It's hard to compare, but the uh, 49ers, they still say they're going to win the NFC West. What do you think? Well, the needle is still on the arm, Coach. <laughs> so, yeah, the problem is some people are, you know, recovered and some people are still wasted. And uh -huh. right now, the San Francisco 49ers are still wasted. And I do think they will get that needle out, and I have mm -hmm. already predicted on many different levels yep. that the 49ers will win the NFC West and then lose in the first round of the playoffs by about 40 points. You're still predicting that for this year? Yes, for wow. this year. What's their record again? Two and six. Two, two and six. Two and hey, six David, and... it can happen. Uh, Who, you know who's in front of them? Seattle? St. Louis? And Arizona. Yeah. So, so right that... now, it's Arizona looks to be their uh, competition. I have Unless, of course, the Rams continue to play like they have, which will be surprising. But it's, mm. uh, I'm, I'm going out on a limb and okay. saying that at 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9, and nine, the 49ers I, get it. I do. I still think they're the most talented team in that division. Mike Singletary, he's probably pulling the needles out of the uh, the backsides as we speak, trying to get that team to come clean. And by the way, you know when Mike Singletary takes the temperature of the team, big dog, he's one of those coaches that does not stick the thermometer in the mouth. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Guarantee you that. All right, let's move very quickly. Road to recovery. How about the uh, Washington Redskins? They're one of those teams that. Uh, are kind of headed to the fork in the road, as you know what Yogi Berra once said, when you hit the fork in the road, take it. Which road do the uh, Washington Redskins take? Can they stay off the stuff for the rest of the season, or are they doomed for more drug culture? Yeah, you see, the problem is sometimes when you have a splintered relationship, it can lead to substance abuse and, and people trying to get an escape. And right now, uh, uh, Donovan McNabb and Mike Shanahan are not getting along. So all of a sudden, they're going to go hang out with the ex-boyfriend next week in Philadelphia. Wow. So we're going to find out then, Coach. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what will happen. If uh, if you can hang out with the ex-boyfriend and still be able Interesting. To, 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 you know, keep it together, they might be able to, 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 you know, fight through the end of the year and do something and maybe bank mm -hmm. a wild card team. Okay. But but I got to tell you something. If, if it's an ugly situation when they have dinner up in Philadelphia next week, yep. uh, Donovan McNabb and Mike Shanahan might be done. And then, oh, who knows what? Uh, every single chemical they can put in their body will be happening, Coach. Mm. Not a pretty sight. No, no. Uh, Not a pretty vision. We can hope for the best, but it doesn't sound like a good thing. By the way, we do have to have a, uh, I don't know if moment of silence is the right thing, but the Carolina Panthers, they have uh, 
They've hit drug addiction. It's very serious. They're down for the count. You hate to kick anybody when they're down, big dog. But here is a team that collectively has gone into a serious, serious alcohol abuse. And uh, I don't the know if there's any morphing. hope of coming out of it this year. Maybe in the off season they can go into group therapy. Yeah, it, it's morphine, Coach. Yep. So this is this team is numb to all their problems and all their worries. Put them to sleep. Yeah, it's it, it, they're done. They're over with. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? I mean, did you watch the this last game? I mean, it was. I mean, it was the Saints, but it was really, really, really bad. They they won't win more than one game the rest of the season. This is two and fourteen all over it, Coach. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's bad. They, uh, Jonathan Stewart might be out. They have, they're down to their four string tailback and Jimmy Clausen at quarterback. Yeah, their quarterback, um, starting quarterback who replaced the replacement quarterback who used to be the starting quarterback, Matt Moore tore his ACL. He's done for the year. Oh, with his ACL. I heard it was, uh, I thought he had an, uh, an upper body injury. Yeah, you might, be right. You yeah, might so be right. I, either I way. I think it's shoulder, but if you're a quarterback, I'd rather tear my ACL than tear my shoulder up. Well, so. Either way, he's done for the year, and the young kid, the golden boy from uh, California, Jimmy Clausen, has to step in as their starting quarterback. And as the Chicago Bear defense found out, the golden boy from California, not yet ready to be a quality NFL quarterback. Well, he should be much improved. That was only his second start in the NFL. Yep. You know, but but I mean, I, you would have to say you expect you you know you increase a lot over a third, fourth, fifth, sixth start. But you're right, yeah, mm-hmm. not ready, absolutely. And when David Geddes is your number one receiver, yep. good luck. All right, and finally, with our uh, off the cuff theme here, NFL news and notes, the road to recovery. Our beloved Bears, right here in the fine city of Chicago, they're kind of like the uh, the quiet kid. They've kind of stayed on the side. They're experimenting right now. They certainly, as a quiet kid, could. That's like your parents used to tell you, Big Doe. You start hanging around with the bad crowd, and you're going to end out with the bad crowd. If they choose their friends wisely, the Bears could stay off the stuff and maybe with the better team. One of those teams that could go either way? Who's that, the Bears? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. the best way to look at the Bears is they have seemed to play good teams pretty well over the last couple of years. and They seem to play to the level of opponents, so hopefully – with this really tough schedule coming up. And, Coach, it is. It's, uh, it's Minnesota twice at Green Bay because Minnesota all of a sudden looks like somebody, you know, is up with a team on the road to recovery. I mean, last week, the, the uh, you know, I hate to admit it, but Fresh Barb was absolutely phenomenal in that in that football game. So uh, I think the, the Minnesota Vikings twice, uh, the, the Bears are in a lot of trouble. Okay, right now they're going to a, a, a party with piles of Coke on one hand and a beer in the corner and heroin in the other corner and it's and it's and the marijuana's wafting in the air. That, yep. that's what the problem is with the Bears right yep. now. They there's a lot of potholes <laughs> in the don't forget the Jets yeah. and the New England Patriots. Yeah, so how how strong can they be? Can they stay clean with all the temptations around them? Well that but I, I will tell you this. I don't know if nine and seven will do it, but ten and six definitely will win this division this year, the NFC North. So, the way the Bears are playing now with the schedule ahead of them, Big Dog, 9-7 and seven would be a – playoffs or not would be a major success. That, that would be 4-4. Four and four. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's, and I don't – Notice how I wow. said the way they're playing now. Yes, and, 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 and you know what? I'm not going to bash them too much for an ugly win against the Buffalo Bills because, mm-hmm. trust me, I'll take an ugly win any day over a pretty loss. But um, previous weeks – just after the way they lost football games, you just shake your head. Just shake your head, and 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 like you said, like the, the Lions, you know that they, maybe they shouldn't have had that one. But you know, but the point is, they're five and three. Yep. And and Lovey Smith said he's like, you guys are acting like we're two and six. Well, I think we have a point. This team has not played really good football all mm-hmm. season long. So. Yep.
and it has not captured the imagination of the Chicago Bear fans. They can do it this Sunday. The hype is already starting. I mean, it's going to be a big week of football. Minnesota Vikings fresh off uh, their big comeback victory, the Brett Favre hype, and you got the Brad Childress thing going on. Adrian Peterson coming to town. Jared Allen, the, the one the Bear fans love to hate. It's going to be at Soldier Field. It's only Tuesday, big dog. The hype hath begun for uh, this coming Sunday, 12 o'clock against the Vikings. Um, should be a great game. That's, that's too bad. That is, I was hoping that it was in Minnesota. I knew they were playing the Vikings this week. Yep. But I would much rather play the, the Vikings in Soldier Field in late December because Brett Favre, you know, he was once the won every game below 40 degrees. But ever mm-hmm. since he turned like 37, and I know <laughs> I know exactly what he's talking about because my body just aches whenever it's really cold. Um, you know, he can't win in the cold weather anymore. So I was hoping that it would actually be later in the season. That's too bad. Yeah, Soldier Field it will be, and the weather expected to be uh, absolutely beautiful. Finally, real quick, NFL news and notes. The Dallas Cowboys did pull the plug on head coach Wade Lucius Phillips. His career, his career, his, well, his career as a Dallas Cowboy head coach is done. His career is over with coach. He'll never get another job You're again. You're probably right. The Dallas Cowboys completely gone defunct the last couple of weeks. Interestingly, though, Jason Garrett. The young kid, the offensive coordinator, they name him the head coach. I almost thought, at this point, you bring someone in from the outside, a new voice. I don't, coach. I explain. I tried to explain this to you yesterday. I know you probably don't remember it. It was it was almost twenty four hours ago. I have no recollection. Uh, of course, they were going to take Jason Garrett. He was hired four years ago to be their head coach and grooming. I mean, that's why I was. That's why I was saying, why wasn't he fired earlier in the year and just handed over to Jason Garrett? The guy's the highest paid coordinator in all of football. Yeah, but but when you when your when your team is going as bad as the Cowboys are, uh, another no, no, voice. No, no, no. you, you got to bring in because now Jason Garrett hasn't been in control. He was supposed to be the head coach after Wade Phillips. Now you take over, and plus, there's, they're, they might not even have a football season next year. They're not giving yeah. Jason Garrett any more money because they've been overpaying him for four years. So now, basically, they haven't added any money financially. And, and Jerry Jones is the owner. He just, I mean, he, he's the one who pays these people. I think he's doing the right thing. If there's not going to be a football season next year, do you really want to be paying three people head coach money? You know, so yeah, I think he's doing right. it, the, exactly the right thing. He the, couldn't do anything better than leave Jason Garrett as the coach of this team. Well, I, I, I would right still now. disagree. The financial part is an interesting aspect of it. And well, it's one I, he was brought in to be the head coach. Though. I understand that, Big Dog, but when you think about it in today's day and age, the offensive coordinator is a head coach. His uh, voice you know, his voice is being know? heard. He's the coach of the offense. They've heard him. He's been a big part, I would assume, a big part of what the Dallas Cowboys have become this year. Well, and to, to just name him the head coach, to me, it's it's a little bit more of the same. Well, okay, Coach, I couldn't agree more with your first thing. But I also want to say maybe the whole thing, the fact that now Jason Garrett is in charge of things will change. That's why That's why I think you got to go to him. But you're exactly right about the point. Jason Garrett, you, you got Felix Jones and, and Mary and Barber and, and Rashard Choice, and you got an offensive line that can't pass block. Run the football. And then these guys, they pass it. They pass it more than any team in all of the NFL. And you, and you wonder why they're 1-7. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 as simple as that. So you got a you got a point, coach. This guy's pass happy. He shouldn't be a coach in the NFL, but that's what you brought him in for. You let him coach out the rest of the year, and then if you get the collective bargaining agreement, you can find out whether you had a coach in Jason Garrett, and you can keep him, or you know, or then you you fire him and you bring in somebody else. I I, I just think it's it's so logical to bring him in. I mean, to, to keep him there, coach, because you, you already paid this guy three and a half million a year the last four years. It's only eight games. 
best way to look at it. All right. NFL news and notes with a spirited big dog, Joel Radwanski, today. You want to join us here on the two guys in a mic show. We're going to switch topics in a little bit, but we'll always talk some football with you out there. Uh, 888-463-6748, the phone number again, 888-463-6748. 14 lines are open if you want to try to squeeze in. Uh, you can also email us at Mike. Two guys at AOL.com. M-I-C in the number two. Mike, two guys, AOL.com. Our favorite NBA team, Big Dog. I don't know if you were able to catch them. I watched the uh, last half of the game at 5.15 this morning. Thank you very much. But the Bulls, Chicago Bulls knock off the Denver Nugget, 94-92. Pretty exciting game, and that's a big win for the young Bull. Yeah, a very nice win. Derrick Rose uh, being a heck of a leader out there, showing a, a little range with the jump shot. and. And most importantly, Matt Ball Hoggett distributed and all five bowls scored in double figures and they beat a pretty good Denver team coach, a, mm-hmm. a pretty good Denver team. And you, you got to figure, uh, if Carlos Boozer can really play like a teammate and uh, he could be a nice addition with this team later on in the year. So, uh, excited. I it's heard another radio sports talk host in the city, uh, mention that if the Bulls were to trade Luol Dang and Taj Gibson, both of them playing uh, fairly well, Taj Gibson, uh, really definitely, well, yeah, yeah he's taking definitely taking that next step up. Luol Dang still scoring 15, 16 a game. If they were to trade them, and let's say they throw in a first round draft choice, I would not throw in two, but maybe one first round draft choice for Carmelo Anthony who wants to leave Denver. He said, if if you only gave up Gibson and Dang, the Chicago Bulls would be the best team in the East, bar none, including the Miami Heat, and that would be Noah, Carmelo, Derrick Rose, and a healthy Carlos Boozer. Your thing. Yeah, and then don't forget you got a you got a Brewer Kyle Korver combination yeah. at the two guard. And Keith so you Bo- got a Keith? really good defense. Yeah, Keith Bogans, my goodness, was he? Yeah. What an addition he's been. As though. long as he doesn't try to pass the ball, he he, he uh, defends, <laughs> he shoots, but he passes like a junior high player. But overall, he's been very very good. And Would you agree with that though? If the Bulls picked up Carmelo Anthony, could they be that elite? Uh, that's, that's definitely a possibility, coach. In the, I mean, they have got a much much deeper team than the Miami Heat. Okay, and I, I don't. I would have to say that the, the, the starters are definitely better on Miami. Not definitely better, but better. And uh, but the overall bench, my goodness, that would be a good team, coach. Mm-hmm. A really good team. I, but you know, I think Tosh Gibson. You know, if this team molds and gels correctly, maybe we don't need Carmelo Anthony. You know, and maybe having the, the more depth with uh, Dang and and Boozer is more important. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Dan Gibson and Boozer be more important. That's, please, I mean, please do not forget my favorite uh, Turkish player now, the seven footer Omar Ashik. And uh, he, I, when was the last time the the, the Bulls had a, a European player that was so good immediately? Seriously, I, I don't know if he's so good, but uh, they're, they're, he's not bad, and he's got potential. Fit in his role. Yeah, very you un-Turkish I mean? looking. I still would like to check. I think he. You mentioned uh, earlier on how you beefed up your resume a little bit, sometimes to the extreme. I'm not. No, no, you you insinuated it. Yes, I did, and then you furthered okay. the insinuation. Okay. You <laughs> you ignited the insinuation, but I, I got a feeling this guy's not from Turkey. I think he grew up like in, in a Mormon church in Utah somewhere. Omar oh, Sheik. He just went with the whole seven foot Turkish thing because it sounded good. Uh, that's a really good name for a Mormon. <laughs> Well, you know, if you're going to pull the whole thing on the resume, you got to cha- do the name change thing, too, to make it seem completely realistic. 
or are you doing like those people at Boise State do? They 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 find like guys that play Division One AA football like five years ago now that they're twenty six. They change their name, you know, have names like Gilligan and Titus and stuff like that. Stop it. That's our feel-good story of college football the last couple of years. Don't rain on our parade with any negativism about our Boise State team, please. No problem, Coach. Thank you very much. Real quick, before we head to a break, uh, college football over the weekend, we got the top four teams now, Oregon, Auburn, TCU, Boise State, Big Dog. It looks pretty fun, and uh, there could still be a few upsets along the way, huh? Uh, there still could be, and, and maybe there's definitely going to be, because right now when I look at it, I'm like, who's going to beat any of these teams? I mean, the only uh, upset that looks like it could happen out of the top couple teams, because I don't think Boise State's going to lose. They'll, they'll end up beating Nevada. Uh, I don't think uh, San Diego State is going to be able to beat uh, TCU. So, I mean, it looks like those teams are going to go undefeated. And when you talk about Oregon, they're not going to lose at home to Arizona. Arizona is really bad on the road. They're awesome at home, really bad on the road. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oregon State isn't going to beat Oregon. And then uh, and then if you look at Auburn going to Alabama, that is the one loss that could happen. But if that happens and they still go to the SEC championship game and they, they beat uh, the East team and they win it, they still could remain on top as mm-hmm. a one-loss team. You know, so uh, as Boise State and Texas Christian, I really feel bad for them this year. Let me ask you, an, and I won't hold you to this, but an early projectile. An early projectile, if they met right now, the two top teams, national championship game, Auburn, the Tiger, versus Oregon, the Duck, neutral field. Where are they playing? Fiesta Bowl, right? Uh, yes, yes. All right. If they so, met, yeah. and again, I'm not going to hold you to it. You can change your thoughts, but an, an early thought: if those two teams met for it all, who might come out the uh, winner? Uh, well, first of all, uh, General Electric would come out the winner because the scoreboard would have so many points on it. Okay, <laughs> and and, and, and let, let's be honest with you: uh, both of these defenses, they're they're good. They're they're good defenses. They're not great defenses, and, and they usually give up like 25 to 30 points, not because they're bad, but because their offenses score so quickly, and I legitimately would see a uh, a fifty to forty five ball game. Wow. I'm not kidding you. Almost a hundred points will be scored if they played. So wow. if you're a college football fan, you know you could be complaining TCU didn't get in or Boise State didn't get in, mm-hmm. and and I would be upset too because I really wish it was a class so we could actually find out instead of just dismiss the the non qualifying teams. Uh, but I will give a slight edge to Oregon at this point right now, Coach, uh, an mm-hmm. extremely slight edge. And if, and if Auburn had the ball last, I'd probably give them the edge at that point. Or maybe whichever defense not whichever defense didn't play great but maybe just played okay and came up with a couple stops, that's as great as the offenses are. It might come down to which defense can at least play uh, decent oh. to win the game. And, this, and, this, and okay, this is going to be kind of sophomoric when I say it, but I'm, maybe it's genius. Whichever kickoff return team is better, because yep. you're going to be your kickoff return team is going to be out there a lot. You know, if, if you pop one or two off for a touchdown and score real like like that, then hey, you know maybe that's going to be the difference in a in mm-hmm. a game like that. Mike Riley coaching the Oregon Duck, the head coach for Auburn, no longer Tommy Tuberville. Who the who's coaching Auburn? Gene Chizik, coach. Gene who? Best. Oh, Gene Chizik. Where did he yeah, come please, from? Please don't, have to, please don't make me explain all this stuff to you. He Where? was the defensive coordinator for the Texas Longhorns when they beat USC in 05. Uh, okay. okay. And then he took over the Iowa State job. Yep. Turned them around, okay? And yet, like, turned them around in, in a point that they went to a bowl game, and then the next year they went, like, 4-8. and eight. But their, their Iowa State, that was, like, their third best season of all time. And he got off the plane at Auburn, and people were throwing uh, tomatoes at him and booing him and, and telling the AD they were going to blow his house up for hiring the guy. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it was that bad, Coach. It was 
It wasn't like, oh, we're disappointed in the hire. They were talking like boosters were like, I'll never give money to Auburn again. And fans were like, I'll, they were burning Auburn jerseys and stuff. And, well, and look, what they was the complaint with Gene Chizik? Because he was four and eight at Iowa State the year before. Ah. And they were going to lose her in the coach at Auburn. Oh, so he and, never, so he didn't turn Iowa State into a winner. They grabbed him after his four and eight year, brought him to Auburn. Gutsy so move. That's the point. They, they went to a bowl the year before. He was only there for like two years, coach. They went to a bowl in his first year. Went like four and eight the second year, but it's Iowa State. Four and eight wow. is really good. So some Seriously. athletic director at Auburn is smart enough to know he was going to take some heat. But uh, we, we got to find out the name of the athletic director who made the gutsy call, who thought Gene Chizik was his guy against all the uh, popular opinion against him. That's he, He's coming out smelling like a rose right now. I'll think of his name because he's been in the news all week. And, mm-hmm. and last week, too, because of the whole uh, Cam Newton uh, yeah, fiasco yeah, that's 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 on there at Auburn. He's been in the news a lot this last week, Coach. That's a whole other issue that's not so good. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Big Dog and the Coach at a Residue Tuesday. Phone lines are open at 888-463-6748. Lots more to come. Stick around. Quick break. Back in a minute. Two guys, one mic. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com oh big dog what do you call a politician sitting in a chair making a speech um don't know sitting bull oh i like it By the way, good news for you, Big Dog. Beat the Schmoes. We had a little controversy yesterday. Some questions. Our research authorities have uh, finally tabulated. We had to go to the instant replay, if you will, the replay official. Uh, good news for you has indicated you did, in fact, go 2-1 and one versus the spread. So nicely performed by you. Yeah, I, 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 oh, and three. I mean, that's a big swing. Yeah. You know, so yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, producer David Olson, by the way, who has uh, been a guest schmo in our Friday football prediction game called Beat the Schmoes. Other shows by Beat the Pros, we play Beat the Schmoes. Uh, had four consecutive one and two weeks. A week ago, he broke it with a two and one, and almost like the road to recovery drug addict theme that we've had today, he is back. He's back on the stuff. Big Doggy went one and two again last week. Oh, not good. Not, not good. good. Not, as it's I, as it's a long road, Coach. It's a long road. Yeah, it's a tough road to get out of. That's the problem. <laughs> Once you start losing, it's tough to dig your way out of. And, I, and I've told Dave and I, I tell all the young kids out there, again, if you're going to be bad, don't just be mediocre. Cut the crap with the one and twos. If you're going to be bad, do it with style and go out with an 0 and 3. <laughs> I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. <laughs> There's actually been a few of those. 888-463-6748, the phone number. We get him, of course, our uh, outstanding producer, David Olson, uh, helping us out along the one-hour journey that we do each and every day here on the Two Guys at a Bike Show. Hey, Big Dog, uh, big game tonight, college football. 
and, and I'm not saying this facetiously, it is legitimately a great football game. Northern Illinois University on ESPN The Deuce taking on Toledo, two of the top MAC conference teams, probably a conference championship at stake. If you want to catch some college football on a Tuesday, this could be a great ball game. Is it at Husky Stadium, Coach, or are they in the glass bowl? Need to check this. I want to say, you know what, I'm not sure. We'll check it out. That, that's a big difference because, uh, you know, I've I watched as much. I mean, I, I haven't been able to follow them as well as I wanted to this year. Uh, but, you know, Northern Illinois, it's been like a house of horrors going out to Toledo. And they've had many years that if they would have won the Toledo game, they would have been the representative, the yep. last representative in the MAC championship, and then they've got annihilated at Toledo. So hopefully... You know, this could be one of those years that uh, they can get on the road to recovery, you know, and kick yeah. the habit and, and destroy Toledo because they've lost to them at home, too. Northern Illinois does not have a good record against Toledo, yet yeah. if you look at both teams' resume, Northern Illinois looks like the better team over the last 10 years, except for the fact Jerry that Kill and the. I think uh, 16 of the last 18, I want to say, Toledo has beaten Northern last year. They nipped him. Sixteen out of eighteen, uh, something like that. They are at Northern yeah. Illinois for that yeah. game, and the game is at Husky Stadium, Big Dog. Right. So uh, right. I know Tuesday night's not in our normal college football mode, but that's that's going to be a heck of a game. Yeah, that's and their good. highlights that's start playing when you go to their website automatically, and that's that's what that noise was. <laughs> <laughs> and we heard the name mentioned, one of the most underrated coaches in America, Doctor Jerry Kill. He can flat out coach. He's not a charismatic guy, not a big speech guy. He doesn't have the uh, you know, gentleman quarterly looks. He doesn't even have the quirky looks of a Joe Paterno. There's nothing unique about him, but the guy can flat-out coach big dog, Dr. Jerry Kill, and off-guest on the uh, two guys in a mic show. Yeah, and, uh, you know, he, he's a punch-in-the-mouth coach. That's how he runs his offense. They run right down. They run downhill on people, then throw it over their top. It's my mm-hmm. favorite style of offense. So. Mm-hmm. All I mean, right. I, I, just, I just love the way he coaches. Yeah, Chad Spann, by the way, uh, probably an NFL running back. If you want to get a sneak peek at a guy, it probably might be like a third or fourth round pick. Hey, real quick, one of our emailers is a pumped in. We don't cover NASCAR that much, dog. On our old radio show, we used to do a little bit. Two-hour show, not much to get into, but I know you're a big NASCAR guy. We're down to the final couple races in the Nextel Cup. Have you been following it? And if so, uh Who's leading, and where do we go here down the stretch? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, it was a heck of a race last week at Texas. Danny, Danny, Danny Hamlin uh, ended up winning the race, and he's leading Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Harvick. So Kevin Harvick's in third place. Those three really are the only ones that have chances the rest of the way, but it's going to come down to the final race here this week. And, uh, and believe this or not, Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon are owned by Hendricks Motorsports. Okay, mm-hmm. Coach? Okay. The last in the last race, Jeff Burton got into the back of Jeff Gordon and crashed him. Jeff Gordon started a fight on the sidelines. Jeff Burton apologized. They both said we act like idiots. It's all done. But what happened was after Jeff Gordon was out of the race, uh, Chad Knauss asked Hendricks Motorsports to take Jeff Gordon's pick crew and replace his own. So in the middle of the race, Jeff Gordon's pick crew replaced Jimmy Johnson's pick crew. And now during the last race of the year, Jeff Gordon's pick crew will, will uh, race again. Will be the pick crew for Jimmy Johnson. Can you believe it? Have you ever heard it? It's that's, never happened before. That's in the uh, history of racing. Right in the middle of the race, yeah. and I fired his own pick crew and and took on Jimmy and took on Jeff Gordon. Wow! Did they, did he give a reason for? It? Yeah, he said underperformance. He said we had to shake things up. He's like we were we were going, and they were like they were kept up. 
they would just kept on being like error after error, and it cost them like a second here and a half a mm-hmm. second there. You know, and that might end up being the difference of them winning the championship because they, could, Jimmy Johnson, should have won that race by right. Yeah, I know we talk trades and in, uh, in you know baseball, hockey, football, and um, basketball all the time. I didn't know pit crew guys could get traded. Neither did I. Nor did I. I mean, that's. I mean, I. I wouldn't be surprised if it was you know between races. Mm-hmm. You know, but they they cleared it out all right in the middle of the race. Mm-hmm. Would and, you, uh, uh, if it pushed games to shove? I'm not an expert on the NASCAR racing world, but. Would you trade a uh, an outstanding tire changing guy, and maybe an under the hood guy for a, out uh, for a uh, let's say a number two ranked mechanic? Would you throw those two guys in for a top line mechanic, or do you think the tire inflator is an underrated position? No, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you this straight up right now. When it comes to pickers, it's kind of like an offensive lineman. You know, the it's like a chain. You know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So yeah. I, I want continuity. I'm going to trade. The, I'm going to either have the whole team together okay. or replace the whole team as a whole for another team. Okay. So not individual parts working separately. Absolutely not. Right. I for 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 what it's worth and I know much less than you I'll take the good mechanic and uh, let the let the tires fall as they may during the race. I want a guy who's going to set me up with a quality car to begin with big dog and then I'll take my chances the rest of the way. I think pit crews are overrated. Well, the pickers are the ones that are going to have to, <laughs> the, to change the car when uh, when it's out on the road because that's that's yeah. the key is that when they after they figure okay. out how the cars ride in amongst other cars, yeah. then they have to like tighten it down over here, yeah. loosen it up over there. So yeah, in, in a sense, you kind of defeated your purpose. To me, you just keep going. I would not pull into the pit crew. I'd find some way to get. There's God. If we can send people to the moon, if we can invent all these BlackBerry, you know, all these uh, iPod ridiculous applications and things. There's got to be a way with modern technology where I can fill up my car with gasoline without pulling in for a pit stop. i got to be able to do it auto-transparently or some way. I'm not pulling into the pit stop. Give me a good mechanic. I'm going all 250 laps on my own. I'll find a way to get gas and the, the tires. Let them... And not have to change your tires. No. I don't know. I'll change them after the race. Why stop in in the middle of the race? Slows me down. Okay. If you say so. Thank you very much. All right. 888-463-6748. By the way, speaking of racing, we mentioned a little bit yesterday, but it was uh, really a dramatic story. Zenyatta, the female horse big dog, had won 19 out of 19 races. And uh, in the final race, have you seen the finish of it yet? Have you seen the highlights? Oh, yeah. I saw it on uh, on Saturday night. Oh. I was, I was able to see it. Oh, my goodness. What Down. an end of the race. Down. Was, Did you uh, see how far she was behind in the beginning? Yeah, and, and, and how far she was behind at the end, too. I mean, that, I, like when she was when I, when I watched the whole race in the replay, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, she's got to make her move now. And by the time there were three quarters done with the race, she was still yes. in last place. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking the whole time she didn't have it. She's going to finish in last place. How depressing is this, her final race? And she's just going to come out flat. Maybe she pulled in for a pit stop. I don't know what the hell's going on. And then, and then she makes her move, and it was dramatic. But the point is, why so? Why wait so late? If you got that much left, should have made the move. First of all, don't be in last place by so much. If you like running from that spot, that's fine. But she was like, she was just taking a walk in the park the first half of the race. Yeah, yeah, it was it was not good. It, it, she started horribly. Did you, you notice that? It was like, I mean, yeah. she was a length behind the second to last place horse. Yep. A hundred feet into the race, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Now, that's like it's a, uh, this almost impossible. It was like she didn't even start. It was like she wasn't ready to race. So. Over the weekend, by the way, and this movie only got the David Olson, our movie critic here. I think you know from the the quote unquote experts, 
two stars, maybe two and a half stars. Secretariat, starring Diana Lane and John Malkovich. In my book, it was a four star. It was an outstanding movie. And I had forgot Big Dog. Secretariat, the great horse, did the same thing that, that uh, Zenyatta did. Ran from behind and, and made a famous run for, uh, you know, down the stretch and would win just about every race. But in the Belmont, the Triple Crown race, the final leg, uh-huh. He kind of shocked everybody. The horse secretary, or she, was oh, racing yeah. against, or he, rather, was racing against was uh, Champ. That was kind of the one he was having the battle with all three races. He uh, fooled him up, mixed him up. They they reversed the curse, if you will, and shot out to the lead in the Belmont and pulled away, and nobody thought he had the, the legs to last. The, you know, the Belmont's the longest race. So uh-huh. a little psychological move. They pulled ahead. They pulled ahead. Everybody kept waiting for him to die, and secretary won that thing by, like, 30 lengths. It was a great psychological move. But um, that's a great movie, by the way. Secretary, very. What was the other? Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit. Seabiscuit got better ratings, and it was a good movie. Secretary. And it was it was a bigger hit. Right. That, but that's I'm kind of the thing. Secretary, like, Secretary just kind of came and went. I'm not saying it wasn't yeah. a good movie, but. Yeah. Did you see it? I did not. Okay. I, I go to the movies in the theater like once a year. All right. I go about once every four months. I'm not quite as bad as you. How can you be our movie critic if you go once a year? I got Netflix, Coach. <laughs> Seriously, I, yeah. it, it's it, if it's a big event movie, uh-huh. I'll go see it on the big screen. Otherwise, it's like, eh, you know, why, 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 why spend the money? What do you, you got? Net- yeah, you're Netflix. exactly right. You get to save your money on a 72-inch plasma television that you can put up in your living room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, 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 I got, I, yeah. I've got the, yeah, I've got the, I've got the 46-inch LCD with Blu-ray. I'm set. Okay. Oh, the Blu-ray stuff is beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, no, no, no reason to go to the theater. Stay at home. I don't want to call out my uh, my son, Big Dog, and get him in trouble, but he's able somehow to watch recently released movies over the internet. There's well, some yeah, the that's the, 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 yeah, that's pirating if they're recently yeah, but, released. But according yeah. to him, he can't get in trouble for it. It's the person who's not true. Not true. Not true. Interesting. Well, it, what, so if you're in somebody's home and you're watching a pirated movie, you can get in trouble. No, 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 no. But if he's got it, if he's got it downloaded onto his own yeah. personal electronic device, uh-huh. you can get in trouble for that. Interesting. You can get in so trouble. So what? For what is that. it? Somebody? Somebody? And I asked him, "You're not paying for it?" Are you? He goes, "No." No, it's like it's BitTorrent or something like that, probably. So some guy figures out a way to download them and just shoots them to. I don't know what they. What you do is you go. I mean, you've seen the size of cameras today. You take your cell phone and just hold it up and videotape the entire movie, and you've got a digital copy, ah, okay. and you just upload it to the computer and, and done, and done. So interesting. All right, but you are not recommending that. You're recommending go the honest way. Pay your money for Netflix. Yeah, yeah, because if you if you do what your son's doing, you're opening uh-huh. yourself up to a world of hurt, right. uh, both litigiously and virus wise. There you go. See that? Because uh, because the you know the sites where he's getting those recently released mm-hmm. films are like riddled with the nasties. All right, big dog, my son won't listen to me, but I guarantee he will listen to your advice, and certainly he will pay heed to producer David Olson. Well, uh, yeah. I- I don't know if that's the only way to get the pirated ones, David. Is off of the people filming them in the in the theater because, like, my buddy invites me over to his house to watch them, and and it's not like it's filmed off of the off of the, you know what I mean? Like, the well, way well, sure, well, it. sure, because yeah, you get the because now a lot of these films are like digital now, so uh-huh. it's it's very easy, you know, to you know, uh, an unscrupulous projectionist 
with a portable hard drive can just make a copy of the film. Yeah, okay. Because really, I think that's what's going on because I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen those, but I mean, my, the ones that my friend's getting, they are like legitimate copies of the movie. And yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because, yeah, they are legitimate copies of the movie. And it says on the bottom of the copy, you are watching a pirated film. It'll say that, like, this is the copy, like, for the first, like, 10 minutes of the movie, it mm-hmm. flashes that. This is the property of, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow. Okay, and then eventually they're like, oh, don't worry, it'll go away. So I'm used to it now, but I'm watching movies that come out three days that came out on Friday, and I'm watching the Sunday night, you know. So. Hope nobody from the FCC or any other uh, governmental telecommunicating agency is listening to this show. Otherwise, Big Dog, you and my son might be uh, sharing the same cell together for a couple of nice days together. Well, this, this person, person works for a certain county yeah. and is an employee there. So, like, maybe 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 it's somebody through that particular county that's getting yeah. a dunk code. Right. Well, if you do get stuck in a cell with my son, remember he's an Eagle Scout and he carries a pocket knife, so behave yourself. I'll ask him if he wants to be the mother or the, da- or the father. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are Let me a, finish the joke, Coach. Yes, indeed. You're a sick, sick man, big dog, and I, I, I somehow tend to appreciate you more each and every day. Right. <laughs> 888-463-6748. If you want to join the sickness, feel free to jump in. I'm not sure at this point why you would, but uh, feel free. What the heck? Take a leap. Take a chance. Can't kill you. 888-463-6748. You never know what you're going to get on the two guys at a mic show, TalkZone.com. By the way, big dog, are you sitting down? Yeah, Coach, I'm on the train. I don't we, stand up on the Beautiful. Uh, we are signed, sealed, and delivered. Year number two is on the way. The contract has been signed. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And, and, and I'm hoping that within the next three months from now, I'll actually be coming in every day. Yeah, we're going to work that out, too. Because yeah. believe me, the listeners, uh, the webcasters are tired of seeing me. Your, uh, your balding head would be a much better shine on this particular show. But uh, So like it or not, we're stuck for another year, my friend. Uh, Coach, we'll somehow figure it out. Yep. It's going to be a good year. It's going to be a really good year. It's going to be <laughs> David Olson, I don't know if we have any correspondence on India right now, but the Barack Obama trip out to uh, India, very successful from what I hear so far. Any uh, two guys in a mic, talkzone.com correspondence out there? Uh, yeah, we sent somebody to Mumbai, but we have not really? heard back from them. Yeah, Really? But we do have someone in Mumbai. We do, yes. So there it is, Big Dog. The good news yeah, is we've got someone in Mumbai. The bad news is apparently uh, Yeah, he might have been kidnapped by a group of roving monkeys. I think I, so. I doubt it. He's probably just having a great time in some Mumbai bar. Yeah, I don't, there's, there's no bars in, bars in Mumbai, Coach. What? It's, it's not exactly the, like, well. What do, they, what do they do for nightlife in Mumbai? No, that is that is the resort place, isn't it? Mumbai. I was thinking Myanmar, my fault. Oh. Okay. See, you can have a good time in Mumbai. That's I guarantee you. Our guy is out there. Remember, we used to have a uh, foreign reporter, Briagio, for our old radio show. Briagio. Are you sure it wasn't? Uh, what was his name? Oh, Milan. Milan. Yeah. Milan. That's right. And he spoke no English. And we used but to send him. We used to send him. In the end, he spoke broken English. Yes, it got better. He was uh, of Serbian descent. Is that what? I... This is for, this is yeah. right, coach. Yeah. So yeah. he would report to us. He, we'd send him out to all these different. Sporting events, national events, and he'd report to us, and like 19 out of the 20 words were Serbian, and then he'd throw in one English word just to just to humor us. <laughs> and scarily enough, Big Dog, we could actually understand what he was saying. Sadly yeah. enough, we could understand what he was saying. That yeah. guy had a lot of fun, Coach. He was arrested. Wait, he was arrested more than me. He got a lot. He he did well with the women. I can tell you that. <laughs> nope. 
<laughs> Not bad for considering how hairy and smelly he was. No, hey, you know, whatever works. Whatever works. All right, big dog, uh, let's get back to uh, college football, your favorite sport real quick. Coming up uh, this weekend, we got some big games, but it is Residue Tuesday, and we mentioned uh, the top four teams. Any other uh, games from the weekend that you watch, that you peruse, that um, you might want to bring out Residue Tuesday before we uh, look ahead to next week's games? Uh, you know, we've had we've had enough of last week's games. I don't want to talk about Illinois, Michigan anymore. I will, uh, you know, uh, and if you want to talk about last night's game, Illinois in basketball, by the way, put a something on uh, UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. It was nice to see the line I get there on the court, but no, I, I'll be more than happy to look ahead now, Coach. The anteater made a comeback, by the way, in that game. Yeah, yeah, the Illinois was up by like twenty with like two minutes to go. They only won by thirteen. Yep. What happened? I think um, they got a little complacent. Okay. Got a little complacent, but it is great college basketball. Thank you for bringing that up. It did uh, the 2010-2011 version of the college basketball season kicked off. Actually, there was a couple games this weekend, and then I think we played yesterday, but uh, the games have begun. should be a great season. We're always looking forward to college basketball. And Big Dog, the team that you love so much, the Fighting Illini, ranked in the top 15. Hopes are very high. Oh, yeah, they, they've got a really nice program. Uh, Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State. It's going to be a good year in the Big Ten, Coach. I was shocked, really by year. the way, and David Olson gave me the same shocked look. When you said the 85 Bears were your second favorite team and that you ranked the 04-05 Illini team, yeah, the coach, one that made yeah. the national championship over the 85 Bears. I was a little surprised to hear that, but uh... yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, I I, I love Illinois basketball coaching. You know, I'm a I'm a diehard football guy, mm-hmm. and uh, so the other that I I don't know that I didn't miss I didn't miss a game back in '85 either. But uh, you know, I didn't miss a game in '05. I watched every second of every game, and uh, I, I, there's just something about that team. They were they were so such good teammates. They played such good offense. They that was such... the uh, D Brown, Reverend Roger Powell, Luther Head. Uh, James Augustine, and who was the fifth starter in that group? <laughs> yeah, who was the fifth starter? You're joking, right? No. Darren uh, Williams. Ah, thank you. <laughs> well, it's not yeah, like he was. It's not like he was a, he's the number one point guard in the NBA, but you go back then, he wasn't. He was, was the best point guard in the country that year. Uh, was he a first-team All-American? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was him and, and Chris Paul who were the first-team All-Americans that year. Lutherhead was second-team All-American. Okay. So Luther I was first team in like on like Walter uh, Camp or whatever the heck, not Walter Camp, whatever it was it, the Naismith team. Uh, yeah, like that. Uh, maybe it's because he's been such an NBA star that I forgot the fact that he was on that uh, particular team. D. Brown was kind of the fan favorite, but that was that was a uh-huh. that was a great great team. Really, Darren Williams is the only one who's gone on to uh, NBA fame. Luther, yeah, and that, Luther had sort of, sort of. Sort of. Luther had a, you know, was a decent bench player for a couple of years in the NBA. And now he's like on the Magic as the number 10, 11 or 12 guy. So okay. that's okay. Beautiful. All right, Big Dog, we got to wrap it up. Uh, great talking to you. We'll do a midweek Wednesday show and start previewing the uh, football weekend to come. We'll also do our midweek musings next week as well. Sounds good, Coach. All right, be good. I shall. There it is. Big Dog and the Coach. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll do it again. Tomorrow at 10, David Olson, our producer, tremendous job as well. Have a great day.